Greetings again in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, Pastor Mage H. Gilbert Sr., coming to you from Pine Hill Baptist Church in Amherst, Virginia. We do thank God for you joining us this morning at our worship hour. We give God all praise, glory, and honor for what he has done in us and through us. We magnify his name for who he is. We should praise God for who he is. I know he's done something for you this morning. So if he's done something for you this morning, let's give him some praise in this house. Give him some praise in the house. He says that I will sing unto the Lord a new song. Sing unto the Lord all the earth. Declare his glory among the heathen, his oneness among all people. Give unto the Lord the glory unto his name. Be an offering and come into his courts. Oh, worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Fear before him all the earth. We do thank God for you this morning coming. We're going to open up this morning with a selection. Blessed quietness, holy quietness, what assurance in my soul. On the stormy sea, Jesus speaks to me, and the Jesus. 
beautiful selection. An old hymn, Knowledges, wrote this song, when in your toughest moments, God can bring some blessed quietness in your life, won't he? Uh, old folks say, won't he do it? Yeah. Huh? He did it for me. Yeah. I know he'll do it for you. Our scripture this morning comes out of the Gospel of Mark, the 12th chapter. The Gospel of Mark, 12th chapter, beginning with verse 28. Mark, 12th chapter, beginning with verse 28, and we'll read down through verse 34. Can you find this, amen? amen? A scripture reads, And one of the scribes came, and having heard them reasoning together, and perceiving that he had answered them well, asked him, what is the first commandment of all? And Jesus answered him, The first of all of the commandments is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind, and with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. And the second is like, namely this, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. There is none other commandment greater than these. And the scribe said unto him, Well, Master, thou hast said the truth. For there is one God, and there is none other but he. And to love him with all thy heart, with all thy understanding, with all thy soul, and with all thy strength. And to love his neighbor as himself is more than all the whole burnt offerings and sacrifices. And Jesus, when he saw that he answered him discreetly, he said unto him, Thou art not far from the kingdom of God, and no man after that durst ask him any question. May the Lord bless the reading and hearing of his holy and his righteous word. You may be seated. You know, God never meant for us to be alone. In this world that we're in, I, I know because back, back in the garden, he instituted the family. When he created Adam and Eve out of the rib of Adam, he created Eve. And he cared so much for us that he created animals, domestic and wild, for us to be around. And, and when the wife got funny, a, a, a man with his wife can produce children and families and generations and cities and nations and and, and nothing can be done in this world unless it was happened this way. How many of you know this morning that even sin can't unless we do it with something? <laughs> you got to have something in order for this to get involved with sin. So God spoke into this world the existence with his voice. He, he, he spoke into the world uh, that he shaped man out of clay with his hands and he, he saved us with his love and he judged us with his wrath. Nothing can be going on in this world unless it's with something else. A few weeks ago, I, we talked about unholy communions and some of the people that you hang around. 
you need to be careful of who you hang around with. The people that you associate with can have a powerful influence on what you do and what you think. Even thinking is done with your brain. The world that we live in presents itself with opportunities. And with these opportunities, we have a choice to be with it or without it. With it or against it. Depending on the choices that you and I make. You have to make a choice whether you're going to be with something or with someone or without someone or without something or against something or for something. You've got to make that choice. Yeah. So it's up to you to make the choice today who you're going to be with. All right. So today I want to talk about the power of with. Just a simple word, the power of with. Let us pray. Father God, we do thank you, Lord, for this day. We thank you for this opportunity to come. And as we come, Lord, we ask that you, Lord, your dear servant, down in the deep brother of our salvation, Lord, touch my lips, that I might boldly say those things that you have laid upon my heart. Lord, we pray, Lord, for this church, and we pray for the body of Christ everywhere. Every church where your door, so the church is ajar this morning, we ask you to be the main guest. We pray for our sick, our suffering, and our bereaved. We Pray for the Johnson family. Pray for all the other sick and shut in in our church family, in our community, even in the world today. Those we know, those we do not know. Lord, you're the Lord of all. You created all mankind, and you're the God who is God over everything. So we ask that you would just bless right now this world that we live in, politically, religiously, in our world of politics and everything. Lord, we ask you to be in the midst of everything that we are doing. Guide and direct the way you would have us to go, Lord. Continue to help us to be a light in this world that we're living in, that we might see Christ in us, that they might come running saying, what shall I do to be saved? Lord, we thank you. Go with me now. Just touch in a mighty way. Touch the hearers of the word that they might be edified to be able to go out and let somebody know about Jesus the Christ. Lord, we thank you, Lord, and we praise you. This is our prayer. In Christ Jesus' name we do pray. Let every heart say amen. 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 The power of wit. You know, I, I ran a search on the internet talking about the definition of wit. And, and it received a totally uh, supported our message that God has put in our spirit this morning. With the, uh, it, it expresses some situation or, or relationship with nearness or proximity or association or connection or, 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 or the like. It denotes a, a, a connection of friendship, uh, support or alliance or assistance or countenance. Or, 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 or on the side of, of some accomplishment of a cause or something that you mean to do, some instrument that you associate with, sometimes uh, equivalent uh, to, to when you be by somebody, you with somebody. When I'm with you, I'm, I'm by your side. So that it, it, it denotes that an association that in, in thought, if we are thought, thinking together, we're with one another. In, in a comparison or it contrasts something with another. So with uh, is simultaneously happen or immediately it's succession or, or in a consequence where we are one with another. So we got to be with somebody as we go through this life. It yeah. also talks about having possession. 
or, or, or uh, if I got my, 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 my well-being, I'm with my wife or I'm with my bride or I'm with somebody. It, 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 it makes me laugh when, when we used to say back in the day that when we had a girlfriend, y'all know when you had a girl, a boyfriend, y'all used to say we go with it. We, we never did say that. You know, that. Is that your girlfriend? No, no, she ain't my girlfriend. I just go with we, we used to say that, didn't we? And so go with means that we're in a relationship, ain't it? We're in a relationship or we have a casual meeting. Sometimes we just say we go with. So to be with somebody suggests that there is also maybe some intimacy or some casual acquaintance every day and then. To be with someone is relative to what the scripture says. Remember he said that, that, that Adam knew his wife. So in order for her to be with his wife, he had to know her. So to be with somebody means you got to know somebody. To have a relationship with somebody, you got to know somebody. So you need to be with. So uh, with automatically giving us support from all sides of our argument this morning, you, you, you might mess with me when I'm by myself. But Lord, help me if I'm, I, I'm with somebody, ain't it? Uh, if I'm with somebody, I got somebody standing on my side, you know? And you can talk about me all you want, but if I'm with somebody, I got the Lord with me. So if he's with me, I got more power than me being by myself. Now, the devil may attack me when I'm by myself, but when I got the Lord with me, or am I helping somebody this morning? When Jesus is with you, the devil runs and flees from you. He might jump all over you when you're all by yourself. He, but when you got the Lord with you, he said that he will come and run and flee from your situation. If Christians will ever learn to be with one another. Oh, I came out talking to somebody this morning. If we as Christians will ever learn to be with one another, can you imagine how great a work that we can do, even in this church, if we could just understand the power of being with? The power of with. It can change the world, ain't it? Yeah. Huh? Huh? We need to understand what authority and power that God made available to us just by being with. Yes, yes. So there is power in with, ain't it? So throughout the Old Testament and New Testament, the Bible gives us testimony uh, that God uh, will be with his people, yeah. bringing them into an intimate relationship with him. Genesis 5 and 24 says, and Enoch walked with God, ain't it? Oh, uh, he walked with God, and, and he was not, so God took him up. Then Genesis 6 and 9, that Noah was a just man and perfect in his generation, and Noah walked with God, ain't it? Genesis 39 and 2 says, And the Lord was with Joseph, and, and he was prosperous man. See, Joshua 1 and 5 says, There shall not any man be able to stand between thee all the days of thy life, because I was with Moses, he told Joshua, so I will be with thee, and I will not fail thee nor forsake thee. When God is with you, ain't it? Huh? It's evidence in our scripture. First Kings 8 and 57 says, The Lord our God be with us. And, yeah. and he was with our fathers, so let him not leave us nor forsake us. Let's get into the New Testament. It says in Matthew 1 and 23, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and, and shall call his name Emmanuel, and being interpreted, God with us. Uh, am I online this morning? Uh, Matthew 19 and 26 said, But Jesus beheld them and said unto him, 
with man, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. And John 1 and, 1 and 3 says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God, and all things are made by Him and without Him was not anything made that was made. Uh, John 3 and 2 says that the same came by night to Jesus and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher that come from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou doest until God be with him. Yeah. Or oh, the power of with, ain't it? Uh, 1 Corinthians 6 and 20 says that for ye are bought with a price, ain't it? Therefore glorify the God in your body, in your spirit, which is God. Philippians 2 and 6 says that who being in the form of God thought it not robbery to become equal with God. Uh, Revelations 21 and 3. I went through the whole Bible, man. Revelations 23 and 3 says, And I heard a great voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men. And he will dwell with them. And they shall be his people. And God himself shall be with them and be their God. So the power of with from Genesis to Revelation, the power of the Bible's witness is with. And, and it should evidence with us the power in our own lives to be with one another. Amen. God instituted marriage, the family, and in the church, giving us the power of with. With this togetherness that, that magnify our efforts to accomplish whatever God has given us the strength to do. And we become strong as long as we with one another. Amen. Amen. Uh, even God himself, he manifested himself in three persons, didn't he? Amen. The Bible says in Matthew 18, 20, for where there are two or three together, yes. in, my name, in my name, there I am with them in the midst. Amen. And when we come together, Jesus promises to be with us, ain't it? Yes, and, and, and to complete the circle, he joins us in full fellowship with God. Yes, he does. The church has this, has not witnessed this greatest work because of the fact that we lack the, the ability to be with one another. Come on, man. And, and, and we wonder why so much come against us. Yeah. Because we're not with one another. Yeah. Huh? When we get with one another in one accord, the world can cannot stop us. But when, when, when that old devil divides us, when we are not with one another, yeah. catch us alone and off God and we wonder why he's attacking us when we are not with one another. But when we get together with one another, oh, the devil knows he's got something that we're able to handle when we're with one another. Jesus promised that he would return uh, to receive one church without Father Wrinkle, ain't <laughs> So I asked you this morning, what are our spots? What spots do we have? Because we're going to have to be without Father Wrinkle when he comes. So it's best for us to, 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 to identify what spots we got. Huh? I, I got a scripture. Don't, 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 don't. Hey, uh, Jude, first chapter 12 and 13, he said, these are spots in your feast of charity when they feast with you feeding themselves without fear clouds without water curled about by winds trees whose fruit withereth without fruit twice dead plucked up by the roots raging waves of the sea foaming out of their own shame 
wandering stars to whom is reserved the blackness of the darkness forever. Jude levels an indictment upon the church for doing things without respect, without honoring God. And when you leave without, when your relationship with God, you're all there by yourself. You're doing things on your own. You're not following the will of God. You're just acting out church, doing church rather than being the church. Look what he says. Clouds without the promised rain can easily carried away by the winds. And what about false teaching and false preaching? He says fruitless lifestyles. Huh, dead and trees and, and with dead fruit on them ends up, he said, just like the raging waves with a whole lot of foam and ain't got no power behind mm -hmm. Falling stars that shine for a moment, then they burn out into the blackness of sky. Have you ever noticed that a falling star, most of them ain't never hit the earth? You start off shining bright in church. Then all of a sudden, the farther you fall, the darker you get. And then you just, what, vanish. Y'all said your pastor was mean. I, I just had to be mean this morning. This is a sad analogy of the church, ain't it? Huh? Sad analogy of the church. It says that, that when we're supposed to be the light, the light and the light of the world, spots have covered over our eyes and that hides the light of God from shining out in the world. We have no radiance. It's just like a lamp. Y'all used to burn oil lamps? When they get sooted over, huh? when they get sooted over a sooted lamp, and this is what happens when we refuse to be with God and be with Christ, right. having him being the head of the church, with that Holy Spirit to guide and direct us in the way that we can be with one another. See, you ain't going to be with one another unless you have the Holy Spirit. You be with the Holy Spirit, it'll manage our difficulties and our differences, our ways that are not God's ways. And, yeah, but the Holy Spirit yeah. will come in and manage those things so yeah. that we can be with one another. Thank I ain't did everything right. How about thank you? God. But thank God with the Holy Spirit, it gives me freedom to be able to accept your wrongs. Y'all, yeah. let me put my, so I can remember where I'm at. We went down to, to, to Timothy and when I read the, 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 the uh, charge to the pastor, I said, Forgive the church of their wrongdoings so that when you make a mistake, you, you understand what I'm saying? So don't be so strict on the church because every now and then you're going to make a mistake. And you're going to want the church to have, he says, if you want to receive mercy, show some mercy. Ain't it? And, 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 and we need to be careful that, that we are not having a civic lamp. And our light ain't shining as bright as it should shine. And, and Jesus told them, he said, every kingdom divided against itself shall be brought under desolation. Uh -huh. And every city house that is divided against itself shall not stand. So if we're not with one another, if we're not with the power of which brings us together so that we can survive this whole world that we're in. Jesus said that, that he does not, uh, uh, he does the church. How does the church expect to stand when we are not with one another? Again. He says that a house shall divide it shall not stand. Yeah. But if we could just get with one another. Yeah. Do you know the power that God can bring?
bring in this church. He just said two or three. When we come together, it don't take many of us. When we get together with one another, yes. Jesus gave the great commission. He says, all power was given unto me in heaven and earth. Go ye therefore, teaching all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, yes. teaching and observing all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And I am with you. Always. Even until the end of the world. So Jesus promised that he'll always be with us if we do what he's commissioned us to do. And then he has promised all power to us by being with one another. With us to transfer that power uh, into us so that we can be able to bestow that power with the world. The weakness of the church is because of that division of not being with one another. Jesus said that the house divided will not stand. He didn't say that it may stand, could stand, or would stand. He said it shall not stand. The only way that we can stand as Christians to do the great commission that God has called us to do is to get with one another. The power of with. So in our text we find a certain Pharisee and Herodians and they catch him uh, in some words about taxes and later the Sadducees which they say that there is no resurrection question about him that whose wife is in heaven and whose wife is here on earth and, and Jesus said which is the first commandment of them all they, yeah. they question him about a whole lot of stuff trying to catch him all God so it's a good thing about Jesus you ask him a question instead of him giving you an answer he asked you a question he said, which is the first commandment of all? The motives of the Pharisees and the Herodians and those other scribes were to catch Jesus in some verbal blunder so that they could bring charges against him. But I believe this thing that one scribe and had, had genuine motives to seek the truth. He, he was trying to find what the real truth is. He had heard all of the questions asked by the others and he wasn't satisfied by the answers that, but that Jesus gave, but he was seeking an answer to a genuine question so that he could understand the scriptures. So Jesus could always perceive their intentions. And their motives, and they and they questioned him because he was omniscient, all-knowing in his nature. He perceived that this one lone scribe had the right intentions, and he answered them clearly and plainly. Yes, Jesus said the first commandment of all. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart and all thy soul and all thy mind, all thy strength. This is the first commandment. And the second was likely namely this. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. There is none other commandment greater than these. So the first commandment that, that God gave Moses is to love the Lord with all thine heart, with all thine soul, with all thine mind, with all thine strength. And when you love God with all your heart, with all your soul and all your mind and all your strength, it will translate into love that you will have for your neighbors, even loving your enemies. This means our affection, our inner spirit, our understanding, and, and of our ability to get past stuff is it, enhanced by the Holy Spirit working things out in us. See, unless you're with 
that Holy Spirit in your life, you ain't going to be able to understand and get past stuff in your life. You, you have family having issues against family, children having issues against mother, mother having issues against their children because they get, can't get past stuff. So you got to have this affection. So to him, I, I, I told y'all in Sunday school, I surrender all. See? When, when you surrender all to God, God's the, his desire us to surrender all that we have, all of the love, all of the devotion, everything that we have over to him in every way. Don't have anything that, that you put above that relationship that you have with Christ. Don't, don't put anything. Remember I said this morning in Sunday school, the smallest thing, I told you about that toe, the diabetic toe, the toenail, it starts off with a small issue. It will mushroom into an atomic bomb to destroy your whole life. So don't allow any little thing to separate you from the love of God. Don't, 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 don't think it's so small that it ain't going to bother me. Don't think it's so minor that it won't cause much effect. Huh? He said there's a little leaven. Huh? A little bit of leaven. So we need to what? Surrender all. All to him. The Bible says in 1 Peter 4, above all things, have fervent love among yourselves. For love shall cover what? Multitude of sin. When we surrender all to him, his love will hide our imperfection. If you want to be forgiven, learn to forgive others of their imperfection. When we submit ourselves to God with all of our being, we have the power to transform not only our life, but that relationship that we have with somebody else. God don't want you to serve him and love him in only one area of your life. That's what hypocrites do, ain't it? We must love God in every way. Every area of our life must be under submission unto God. Our heart, our soul, our mind, our body. Many of us try to give our heart, our devotions, our feelings, and our emotions when our body is under captivity. Huh? You can't serve God with all the rest of your life that's visible. And then you don't try to serve him with the invisible. Huh? God, it, it don't work that way, does it? We give our spirit over to him, ain't it? And, and we are caught up in the feelings that, that hinder us, but that don't work, ain't it? And we try to serve him with our intelligence. But, but that don't work either. Uh -uh, we try even to serve him with our body, and that fails also. We try to serve him with our money, but God is not fool. You give a little money, but you won't give your heart. Sunday school lesson said with our whole heart. Huh? And see, God can only use them that surrender what? All to him. He needs us. Uh, to be effective in ministry, we got to give all to him. When we try to do ministry with only one area of our life and we're limited, have power to work everything that God has given us because we won't surrender everything to him. Everything. It's sad that we try to do something for God 
and, 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 and all you have is half power. You can't accomplish much with half power, man. What about all power? You gotta have all the power. When you have it all, then he said that those are the great things that we do. Things that are impossible for us to do, they're possible with God, ain't it? The impossible becomes possible. The imaginable becomes the unimaginable becomes imaginable, eh? The unexpected becomes the expected. Yeah. Folks uh, that, that, that usually don't like becomes likable. <laughs> Have you ever had somebody in high school with you fought with every time you met them? Yeah. Uh, every time you saw them. Mm. But then all of a sudden y'all grew up and y'all became the best of friends. That's what God will do to you. He'll, he'll make that thing that you never liked yes. become likable. Yes. He can love like you never loved before. You can serve like you never served before. In the love for God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind, and all your strength has transformed your life into one that loves each other in spite of. When you got all of that love with your heart and your mind and your soul, I can love you in spite of it. Eh? Without God, these are impossible. With God, he says that what? All things are possible. Jesus tells his scribe that there is no greater than these. Having the power of wit so that we can be able to operate with all of the power and authority that God has given us. But you got to have that wit. Next, the scribe Answer Jesus. Mm -hmm. And the scribe says unto you, Master, thou hast said the truth. Mm -hmm. For there is one God. There is none other but he. And to love him with all your heart, all your understanding, and with all your soul, and with all your strength, and to love his neighbor as himself is more than all the burnt offerings and sacrifices. Mm -hmm. huh? You can do a whole lot in church. But if you ain't got all of that love, mm. all of it is sounding brass and a tingling cymbal, eh? Mm. Huh? See, as much as the scribe had, had, had hung around these religious brothers, Jesus was able to preach to him to reveal to him the truth. This scribe was much different than the rest of those scribes and Pharisees and allowed their religion to get them a way of thinking. And this scribe told Jesus that the truth is exactly the words you spoke. God is one, and he's only one God, and there's none like him. And him with all your heart when you love him, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength, and the love of your neighbor is yourself, is greater than any of the sacrifices and offerings that you can make in the church. You can shout all you want, but if you ain't got the love of God in your heart. Huh, huh, you can sing all you want, yes, but if you yes, ain't got the love of God in your heart. Huh, you can do all of the great things in church, but if you ain't got the love of God in your heart. See, if you have that type of love, it'll transform your life. Paul wrote to the church in 2 Corinthians. He said, for I fear, lest when I come, I shall not find you such as I would, and, and that I should be found unto you such that I would not, lest there be debates and envy and wraths and strife, backbiting and whispering and swellings, tumults and lest. And when I come again, my God will humble me among you, that I shall bewail many 
which have sinned already and have not repented of their uncleanliness and fornication and lasciviousness which I have committed. So when you are without the love of God, you can have a whole lot of stuff going on while you're still in church. Or you got a good church life. You sit on the board. You're a trustee, you're a deacon, you're a minister, you're a pastor, you're a preacher. I don't care what you is. When you have this jealousy, hatred, greed, and envy, wrath, back talk, and pride, and confusion, all of this stuff, it, it interacts inside of you that separates you from the greatness that God got inside of you. Paul scolded the church because of their actions toward one another. Remember I said, you can't do stuff unless you do it with something. Hatred starts with somebody. Envy with somebody. Division with somebody. When you have that, 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 that with operating in the wrong vein, the wrong vernacular, when you're operating outside of God being with you, and you got all of this other stuff with you. So he scolded them. He said, they, they, when they never considered that, that what they were doing was sin. That's rough, ain't it? Huh? Do it so long till you think it's right. Just cause you did it in the church. You can do stuff so long in the church until you think it's right. Uh, until God has to set you down and straighten you out every now and then, huh? Uh, sound like church folk day, huh? We can be just as mean to one another in the name of Jesus. That's so preacher. Quoting Bible verses, that? Oh, <laughs> somebody put on Facebook over there here. You can put scripture on Facebook all you want. It's about your relationship with God and your relationship with me. See, we don't think God is watching us sometimes, do we? Huh? If we would only love God with all our heart, all our soul, and all our minds, and all our strength, then love one another as ourselves, it will begin a transformation process. Yeah. See, we ain't got that yet, but nope. we're a working process, ain't we? Yep. If we start with those things by loving God and, and loving ourselves and giving them everything, surrendering all to Him, then submitting ourselves one to another, we'll begin this process. Yeah. You know, yeah. What we used to do wrong, it was always easy. Now, when we do wrong, our conscience bothers. When we do good and that become easy, we become easier for us to do good. Eh? Amen. We are habitual beings. Yes. We do things by habit. Yes. But we got to be able to do good habitually. <laughs> I got a habit in doing you right. I got a habit in loving you. So we, 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 we make habit a bad word. Habit ain't a bad word unless it's something bad. <laughs> Described as who thought that had, had never gotten it realized that Jesus was finally telling the truth. Huh? It's bad to be in church all your life and never get it. On, then all of a sudden this, this Pharisee said, I never heard that from the other rabbis. But Jesus but said it in a way that I got it. I wonder after 2,000 years or more hearing the same gospel why we don't get it. Same book, Dick and Hinder, same gospel. Ain't changed. But we seem like we just ain't got it. And John wrote in 1 John 40, 20, if any man say I love God and hate his brother. Uh-oh. 
He's a liar. And so he loves his, not his brother who he has seen. How can he love God whom he has not seen? See, that's the question for the day. I told you before that this preacher came into the store and he asked me if I was saved and if I had evidence of the baptism of the Holy Spirit in my life. And he said that uh, he, he, he got it. He, he got it and I don't have it. I said, if you got it and I don't have it, but then you love me when you think I don't have it. <laughs> <sighs> huh? See, so you can't love folk with these days unless you're filled with the Holy Ghost anyway. Huh? You can't take the stuff off the church folk that they throw at you unless you feel with the Holy Ghost. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, look, let me, let, me, let me put it. I got two ministers in the house. You can't pass the black folk no way. White folk, Gentile, Jew, unless you feel with the Holy Ghost. <laughs> and you can't be a deacon in the church talked about, channelized, put down, put under, unless you feel with the Holy Ghost. See, the power of wit will cause you to love folks that don't love you, ain't it? The power of wit will cause you to treat folks right that don't treat you right. The power of wit will cause you to look in the mirror and then see yourself crying out to the Lord, have mercy on me. Because huh? I ain't right either. When I look in that mirror, do you look in the mirror and like everything you see? Nope. I hate to tell you, that's the real you. <laughs> but you can do something about it, ain't you? Yes, sir. See, finally, the power of wit will reward you with eternal life. So. Our text says what? And when Jesus saw this, he answered discreetly, and he said unto him, Thou art not far from the kingdom of God. Mm. And no man after that durst ask him any question. Mm -hmm. Jesus told his scribes that you, you're not far from the kingdom of God. The only thing his scribe had to do is to accept Jesus as Lord and Savior, Amen. and he would inherit eternal life. I don't know how the story ends, but I, 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 I don't, I can't do anything about it, but what I do have is, is that I knew he made a choice. Yes, he did. Huh? See, you, 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 you have no heaven or hell to put anybody in. You, you can't rightly judge nobody else whether they're going to heaven or hell. I don't know how the story ends, but I know that he made a decision that day. Yes, he did. You, you, you got to trust somebody's decision. Uh, do you only have a head knowledge of God for your own life? Mm -hmm. Huh? But never made a profession to Jim as Lord and Savior of your life? See, we want God, Jesus, to be our Savior. Yes. But somehow there on the inside, we don't want him to be our Lord. His Savior saved me from my sin. Mm -hmm. The Lord of him carries me through life so that I can get around that, 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 that sin that, that confronts me every day of my life. I don't have to keep asking God, no, forgive me for the same sin that he'll give me power over okay. that in my life if he becomes the Lord of my life. Okay. All right. See, Many today, they study the Bible as literary work right. and, and can quote so many Bible verses more than any average Christian, but just knowing him without professing him, on, huh? you got to know, but you got to profess. See, you, you can know God, but he said that 
that you got to profess him with your mouth. Then believe him what? But that profession lets the world know. See, when you profess God in secret, afraid to let the world know. <laughs> but he said, when you make a profession, you're letting the world know, I'm not afraid to let you know that I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. He rose from the dead on that third day morning after he was crucified by you. So that was dangerous in the first century church, wasn't it? See, that's what we have to do today. We gotta make a, a profession publicly that, that that puts us in danger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we profess him today in secret. Come on now, preacher. Don't want the world to know that we follow Jesus the Christ. Paul says in Romans 8, excuse me, 10 and 8 and 10, he says, But what says thou? The word is not the even in thy mouth, in thy heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart that God rose him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. And with the heart of man believeth unto righteousness, but with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. God's desire for us is to go all the way. With our heart, believing in him, with our mouth, confessing him that Jesus Christ is, is the son of the almighty God. And then he said that the kingdom is not, yes, it is. not far from us then once we get there. Are you in the same place as described? Not being far from the kingdom? Or have you gone all the way? Mm -hmm. Paul tells us the word is not into our mouth, into our heart. But self sometimes keeps us away from making our profession. You get around the wrong people or you get around the right people. You can talk, oh, you're fluent in your profession around the right people. And then you get around the wrong people, all of a sudden the cat got your tongue. <laughs> Being close is not, uh, it's not getting into the kingdom unless you're willing to go all the way, ain't it? God wants all of us, our heart, our mind, our body, and our soul, yielding totally over to him, and he'll reward us with everlasting life. This scribe heard and believed. How many of them walked away? Never understanding what Jesus was preaching about. Heard the same thing as this one scribe, but they didn't hear in a way that would be able to transform their life. Luke says in Acts 28 and 24 and 28, he says that, and some believe the things that he has spoken, and some believe not. And when he agreed not among themselves, they departed. After Paul had spoken one word, well spat, that the Holy Ghost on Isaiah, the prophet of our father, saying, Go into the people, and hearing as you'll hear, and not, not understand. Seeing as you'll see, and not perceive. For the heart of the people had waxed cold, and their ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes have not closed. And they shall see with their eyes and, and hear with their ears and understand with their heart and shall be converted and I shall heal them and be it known therefore unto them that salvation of God is sent to the Gentiles that they will hear it. So many today we, we, we hear but we don't believe eh? yeah, yeah. Uh, but, but the word must be preached eh? you can't stop preaching just cause they won't hear it. Huh? If we say only with their ears and see with their eyes and understand with their heart and be converted, God promised that they would what? Heal them. Mm -hmm. See, we are sick because we refuse to hear. Mm -hmm. We are sick because we refuse to see. Mm -hmm. We are sick because we refuse to understand. Mm 
have shut our eyes and our ears and our mind against the word of God, following our own ways, but with the power that God has given us, with that power of wit, we can be able to change and use it to be able to transform the lives of others. As we close this morning, the old hymn that says, Without God, I can do nothing. Without Him, I can fail. Without Him, my life would be rugged like a ship without a sail. Without a doubt, He is my Savior, my strength along the way. In deep waters, He is my anchor. Through faith, He is my stay. I'm leaning and depending on Jesus. I'm trusting and I know He cares. I'm waiting, just waiting for my Savior and I know He'll dry all of my tears. My soul is anchored in Jesus. And though the storms and billows may roll, Satan has many temptations. God is the captain of my soul. Without God, I can do nothing. Without him, I fail. Without him, my life will be rugged like a ship without a sail. See, without God, I fail. But without him, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. Uh, can you imagine what this church could be if they would operate with God and with one another? We will claim to be with God, but we seem not to be with one another all the way. John called us liars. I would say we love God. If we say we love God, then hate our brother. How can we be with God and so divided with one another? Huh? Peter says in 2, 1 Peter 2 and 3, with lay aside all the malice. All of the God, all of the hypocrisies, all of the envies, all of the evil speaking. We should be like newborn babes designed to sincere work of the word so that we can grow thy back. And then if we be have tasted that the Lord is gracious, then Paul says, let us lay aside every weight. Sin that they're so easily beset us. Let's run this weight with patience and desert before us looking to Jesus Christ to often finish of our work. So we need to lay some sides, some stuff that's dividing up so that we can come together. If we be with one another, then God is with us. The power comes when we're with one another and one with God. The Bible says that if God be with us, who can be against us? And if God is with us, who can be against us? If God is with us, he said no weapon formed against us will prosper. We can be more than we are today if we would only ask God to come into our God. He promised us the victory against our enemies if we would only be with him and be with one another. Man, that's power, ain't it? Yeah. And that's the power to win when it looks like a losing battle. The power to win against all odds. The power to win when victory seems to fall away from us. The power to be healed when the doctor said no. The power to be free of debt when we bills are piling up all around us. The power to be together. The power to be conquerors. Because we got the power of love working in our life. Yeah. When we're with him. With and we're with one another. Yes. Give God all of our heart, all of our soul, all of our mind, and with all of the strength. And then we love our neighbors. We can be able to have that power to do things. He said, greater work shall you do. Huh? When we're with one another and we operate through the power of the Holy Spirit. That's the power of with. So let's be with one another.
and do the work that God has appointed Piney Hill Baptist Church to do. Amen. The only way that we're going to get it done is work with one another and work with God. Operate under his will over our lives and then we'll be able to do that great work. God bless you. Hopefully we've got some encouraging words. Hope I won't too mean. But if I was mean, count it up to God. He gave me the word, but the word sometimes he says is bitter, but it's what? Sweet to your stomach, ain't it? Huh? That word's hard sometimes. But you got to get it right to get right. But when you get it, it'll do your soul some good. Let us bow. Father God, we do thank you, Lord, for this day. We thank you for this opportunity to come, and hopefully we've said some words to encourage us, given us the power of working with one another and with you, with all of our heart, mind, and soul, that we might be able to do the great works you have called us to do. We have such a great work to do, but we cannot do it on our own. We need you with us, and we need to be with one another. Lord, we thank you. Lord, we praise you. Lord, we glorify you. We lift up holy hands, giving you praise, Lord, and honor for all that you have done in us, through us, in spite of us and with us. Lord, we thank you and praise you. This is our prayer in Christ Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. We do open up the doors of this church. Is there one who do not know Jesus Christ as the personal Savior? We invite you to get to know him today. We said in our text this morning, he said, If you confess with your mouth, then believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord, he said, Thou shalt be saved. So you can receive him today. If you're looking for a church home and have no affiliation, uh, Piney Hill stand with his arms open wide. We invite you to come here. We're not a perfect church, but we serve a perfect God. Hallelujah. We serve a God that will look beyond all of our faults, but he will see our each and every day needs. We're that church, that loving church that's set up on a hill that will help others come into a knowing knowledge of Jesus Christ. Is that one today? If not, we God bless you. May heaven have a smile upon you. And we'll see you again on next week. God bless you.